Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Ronnie. So today, I kind of want to talk about something called ESG. No, that's not ESP. (laughs) (laughs) ESP listeners stands for extra sensory perception which is uh, a, this is like reading I mean, people's minds it's like reading people's <laughs> minds yeah so it's silly but if you ever hear someone talk about like i have esps they're saying i can read minds which of course isn't true but that's not <laughs> what we're talking about we're talking about esg oh so for, okay i was like wait what uh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, after I said ESG, I realized it sounded like P and I wanted to clarify ESG. Brittany, have you ever heard of ESG? I will explain what it stands for in a moment, but I'm just curious. I've like seen it in books. I don't remember what it stands for. It's, um, it's coming up a lot more. I've been seeing it filter through on Twitter here and there for over the past year or so. And at first I didn't really understand either because well, we'll go into that why, why it first, it doesn't really seem like a big deal until you actually understand it. So ESG, it stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. Again, that sounds pretty boring, right? <laughs> environmental, Social, and Governance. But you'll often see it written as just ESG. So uh, it's also often followed up with the word investing. So ESG investing or environmental, social, and government, in, I'm sorry, governance investing. And the reason why I'm saying both ESG and environmental, social, and governance over and over is because I want it to stick in your heads and so that you will remember it. And next time you see the initials ESG written out, you will be like, oh. That's what this was referring to. Okay, so environmental, social, and governance seems like a fairly benign term. And benign uh, listeners means something that's harmless or doesn't have any danger. So benign. Um, This this term feels like it's benign. But uh, don't be fooled because there's actually a lot more behind it. Now, what it refers to, especially when we're talking about ESG investing, is it refers to the push for investors to only invest money in companies that meet certain social, environment, and governance requirements. But the thing is, is that those things might not have anything to do with the quality of a product or service the company provides. So what ESG investing is, is it is encouraging people to say, hey, don't give money to these companies because... They don't follow the requirements that we like. Who cares if their product or their service is good? Who cares if they're making money, if they know how to actually run their business? If they're not following these environmental, social, and governance requirements, then they're not worth putting money into. Is that starting to sink in a little bit on why this is important? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so, all right, let's let's talk about the types of environmental, social, and governance uh, requirements or what is being monitored in this case. So environmental would refer to how a company handles environmental issues. For example, a big one would be climate change. So if a company wants to get a high ESG score, then they need to, somewhere in their government, or their government, in their 
organization policy, talk about all the things that going they're going to do to help combat climate change or that they are going to help change in the environment. So they need to have all of that. Social refers to social issues, both within the company itself, like how does the company work with their employees? Are they good to their employees? But then also outside the company with vendors, customers, and the local community. So it's also, oh, how does this company work with you know the people they buy stuff from and their local community? Do they support community causes? Do they give money to the community causes? And this is important. Do they support the right causes? We'll talk about that a little bit more. So yeah, government. Talking, I'm curious, like, who who determines what's right? But uh, we'll that later. Yes, that's what we're going to get And then the last one is governance. And governance refers to the company's leadership or their internal company hierarchy. So, you know, like how they run their own system of, like, bosses and, you know, mid-level bosses and how do they get raises and all of that types of stuff. So. ESG scores. Um, supposedly, if a company has a good ESG score, then investors are supposed to want to invest in them because it shows that you know they are socially responsible and they align to acceptable views. So it's essentially a kind of social credit, but for companies. All right, is that ringing a bell now, Brittany? We're talking about social credit? Yes, that is. And it's a very scary thing. Exactly. So ESG, environmental, social governance, investments, boring term. People don't even realize it's happening. It is the same thing as social credit scores, except at a larger level, at a company level, at who's being encouraged, which companies are being encouraged to be invested in, which companies are being said, being told, oh, you should not invest in them. Now, right now, this is voluntary. Investors can still choose who they want to invest their money in, what companies they want to support. But uh, at what point do companies not want to be affiliated with companies that, or sorry, at what point do investors not want to be affiliated with companies that don't have a high enough ESG score? They don't align correctly. Even though they may have great business, actual business practices, they might make great product, a great service. Um, they might make a lot of money. And so they would be a great place to invest in. We're telling people, oh, you should only invest in people who align to certain standards. So Brittany, I'm going to let you jump in for a minute because um, I know you guys have talked about this before. Tell our listeners or remind our listeners about what social credit is and what the fears of a social credit score. Yes, very scary. So uh, we're seeing this in China. It's not just like a hypothetical. It's a real thing where you get scores based on things like, let's say you don't like recycle. I don't know if this is a real one, but um, things like this. If you don't recycle, then you'll get like a negative uh, marks on your your social credit score and maybe mm -hmm. they won't let you like buy a car or open a bank account. Like it's that crazy. Maybe – you said something bad about the government, you get a lower uh, social credit score. And that could even like keep you out of certain parts of society. So basically they're telling you to like be a good, be a good citizen and obey and you can have this, this and this. But if you don't, you're going to be like, you know, cast out of society. So real scary stuff. So basically with the social credit scores, if you're not following along with the proper environmental concerns like you're not recycling or you're not doing something there. You're not following along with the proper social social requirements. You're saying something bad about the government or you are posting something negative on social media. 
or well, governance is a little bit government governance might not be quite specific, but at least environmental and social aspects. Um, already, we're seeing that with social credit scores, it's the exact same concepts. So this is just taking it to the company level and saying, okay, fine, people don't like the idea of social credit scores. How can we still find a way of going about this? We might not be able to control individuals, but let's try controlling companies. Now, um, ESG is uh, heavily encouraged by another three-letter acronym. You're never going to guess, Brittany. That's what another three. It? It's a three-level acronym of a leaders in the world. World is one of the words. World Economic Forum? Yes. Okay. So the, world, <laughs> the World Economic Forum, uh, they're a, they have a big push for ESG and um, working with ESG companies. And so they're a big proponent of it, which is, again, not really surprising once you understand what that means. Um, of course, if you are already, you've already set yourself up as the uh, expert on how world affairs and world economics should run, then of course you want to be able to control which companies are deemed acceptable on a list. And so of course, something like the World Economic Forum is going to be pushing ESG investing uh, so that they can you know, exclude companies that don't fit in with the proper uh, alignment. So anyways, I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. At some point, you'll probably start seeing it more in the news, but at least now you are, you know a little bit more about what ESG stands for and that it is not just something benign. There's our vocab word for the day, but that it is something to watch out for because it essentially is the same as social credit scores, which we have talked a lot about why they're not really great. So yeah, I don't know, just watch out for things in the world. Yeah, it's so scary because again, it's like who gets to decide what is what mm -hmm. and then it gets to do a scary, um, it just very dystopian. There's that word we've yeah. talked about a lot kind of thing where it's like, oh, who's who's making the rules and why are we forced to follow them? So scary stuff, but also interesting stuff. So thank you for sharing, Ronnie. Guys, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. And until next time, we will talk to you soon. All right. See you soon. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.